Hi, and welcome to the Saxophone Academy podcast. I'm Dr. Wally Wallace. I'm Dr. Susan Fancher. And today we are talking about... Life as an adult amateur musician. Articulation. And also, we're answering some questions, questions. from the mailbag. Yes, from Stay you. tuned. Yay. Hope you enjoy the episode. I won't make you laugh in the, uh, the intros anymore. It's just, just courteous. <laughs> so USM, uh, keep that for laugh tracks later. <laughs> Sue, it is cold. The it semester, cold. the semester yeah. is wrapping up, mm. and uh, a topic came to mind because a little bit of serendipity happened your way. What, yeah, what happened? Well, it's very weird. So the other day, I was thinking about, hmm, what would be a good topic to talk to Wally about on the podcast? And I thought, you know, my students are always asking for advice for ways to continue making music when they leave the university. Because yes. the university setting is super cushy for making mm-hmm. music, whether you're a music major, music minor, or non-music major. Because there are all these groups that are already set, all these conductors, and so on. Everyone has students. all the time to meet. It's scheduled in. <laughs> like, as, a, as well, an adult. Sort of, yeah. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. We feel like, when we're students, we feel like, I have no time. But then you get to be an adult, and you're like, oh, man, I had no idea how much time I had as a student. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and also, you have uh, opportunities. You have recital halls. It's really easy yeah. to book performances, and there's just so much opportunity. Yeah. You get out of the university, or maybe you never went in the first place, right. and then it's kind of like, well, how how do I get started? What do I do? How do I, yeah, how do I keep making music? I want to keep playing my saxophone. And, of course, you can take lessons. You can sign up for Wally's Saxophone Academy private saxophone. No, you can't because it's full. Never mind. Anyway, you can take an online saxophone course or find lots of materials online. You can find a private teacher and take lessons. And that's great. You should do that. I'm just going to say a but, but I mean, and in addition, however, it is really great to play music, like to perform it somehow or at least play together with other people and make music. Right. And and, in public, that's a great way to do it. To share it because right. people really want to hear music. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So um, I think, number one, looking for ways to, because we can all lose motivation if we're just practicing by ourselves. It's like right. some people, they might enjoy exercise to a point, but if they're playing a sport or they're in a competition or there's a communal aspect, like I don't think anyone would probably do CrossFit unless you were with a bunch of other people talking about CrossFit and being CrossFitters and getting the CrossFit tattoos, <laughs> socks. I don't know how it works. But, but it is I mean? a good analogy. It, yeah, it's, about it's like a communal thing. Working out on your own as opposed to if you go play tennis with somebody right. or racquetball yeah, yeah. or it's whatever It's an application like of that training. Yeah. So actually to and that point, so let's start social. first with, with the social aspect of taking lessons. So I um, teach – got to be careful. I have a friend in Sydney, Australia who's also a designer – um, that working with on this the new saxophone company. Cool. And we, he meets with me, but I was like, you need to get in person in your yeah. town. And so yeah. like, I was like, you know, if nothing else, just go play for another teacher for a little while. Yeah. You get a little bit of nervous, you know, it's a, it's a change yeah. of pace. And so it's funny. Um, I was like, man, I don't know anyone in Sydney. Guess who's in Sydney? Who's in Sydney? The Nexus Boys. The Nexus Quartet. Remember no we re- Yeah, we reviewed their oh, CD. Yes, right. Fantastic player. So I posted on Facebook. I was like, any anyone in Sydney I know? And like the Nexus were like, Nexus, reporting for duty. Right. These guys are awesome. Yeah, totally. So like just getting this, this friend and colleague of mine to go play for another teacher. Yep. Um, in person. Yeah. I think we should all do that. From well, time and it to gives time. you a goal for your practice. So I don't know yeah. how many people experienced during during, you know, being stuck at home during the pandemic. There were no rehearsals to prepare for. There were no concerts to prepare for. Some people practiced like maniacs because they had extra time. But some people like me just felt a total utter lack of motivation because I 
I actually didn't realize how motivated I am by my rehearsals and my performances to practice because I don't want to show up to a rehearsal and let my colleagues down. And I don't want to show up for a performance and let my audience down. Right. And so analogous to that would be if you're, if you're taking lessons and you never actually like perform or at least get together and play with other people, not everybody wants to get up on stage and that's okay. You don't have totally. to. But if you want to get together with some people and just play in your basement, you're going to bring your A game because you don't want to like embarrass yourself and you don't want to disappoint everybody else and you don't want to be the one who's holding the level down. Uh, case in point, I wanted to start doing some more classical work. And so I said, Sue, when you come over, could you bring your alto and could we play Yay, duets for a few months? So and I will also say this. So like I've been doing nothing but jazz for a long time. And I've been practicing classical saxophone a little bit using my my Bakun TM2 mouthpiece. Yeah, awesome. Thanks, Tim McAllister, yeah, Bakun Music. Um, <laughs> and but there's nothing like getting in the room with someone that is a master at what they do, or someone that's slightly better than you. Um, and so just being being in the room and playing with not all of you have the opportunity to do that. I realized, but just being in the room with Sue Fancher, it just like it motivated, inspired me. We, 10 minutes, maybe we read duets. Yeah, it was and so I just, fun. I just feel yeah. myself adapting to your expertise. And so I think everyone should do that. Like, you know, if you want to get better at sports, play with people that kick your butt. Yeah, always try to play with people yeah. who are better than you if possible. Yeah. And, and <laughs> Wait, is that, is that why no one wants to play with me? No. <laughs> Stop it. No, I, but, that, was, that was really fun. I was, oh, your yeah. tone is so good. We'll talk about your- Oh, you're so sweet. I'll, I'll, I'll diagnose your equipment another time. Okay. I'll, I'll take, I, took, I took notes. Hey, you listeners, took notes. <laughs> I took notes on her tone. Don't worry. Well, you know, there. I've been asked very many times, like, oh- what is your soprano sax set up? Because I just love your sound. And then I'll tell the person, they're like, oh yeah, no, I don't like any of that stuff. <laughs> and I'm always like, okay, that's fine. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that. Right. <laughs> I mean, we all know that the, the number one piece of equipment for your sound is you. Ligature. Oh, wait. Oh, no. <laughs> well, yeah, the ligature okay. second. You're right. It's, it's you, us. Man. It's us. Yeah, yeah. So the thing that kind of brought this full circle with thinking about, oh, let's talk about opportunities and ways that adults who want to keep playing, even if they do something else for their job and their income, how can they keep playing? So then, like the day after I was thinking about that, it's funny how the universe works. Do, 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 do. Rod, Rod Sterling, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, actually, let's hope that's uh, not how the universe works, because that's depressing. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Um, so the day after I was thinking about that, so like last Friday or Saturday, one of those days, I got a call from a woman who's a friend who plays saxophone, in the Triangle Wind Ensemble that's based in uh, Raleigh, Durham, Cary. Which is area, called the Research Triangle. So it's not actually the percussion instrument. It's not like the saxophones in a bunch of triangles. <laughs> ding, ding. Yeah, the North Carolina okay. Research Triangle Worst Wind Ensemble. Worst ensemble ever. <laughs> what? It's like I'm always hungry, you know, because it's <laughs> that was a bad no, joke. That's a really bad joke because yeah. the Triangle Ensemble is ringing. Is that what you're thinking? Oh, the dinner bell. The dinner bell, yeah. yeah it's oh, always saxophones. And I'll good. shut up. That's good. Yeah, anyway, no, but so. That was actually funny. If I had really, if I had been quicker, I would have laughed at that on time. No one's laughing. Oh, man. So. No. Anyway, I got a call and they said, bad news, our, uh, our, our bad news, good news. No, our bad news, they were in a panic because their lead alto saxophone player who was also scheduled to play soprano saxophone on the concert on Sunday tested positive for COVID and was very sick with COVID. This is very bad. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And they're like scrambling to find a player. And so me, <laughs> I think, okay, well, it's wind ensemble music, you know. 
that should be okay. No problem. So I say, I, well, when is it? And I look at my calendar and that's like, you know, the six hours in the weekend when I'm free, I actually, you know, I miss seeing the Vikings and the Buffalo Bills play football, but that was okay with me. And the Bills lost, so that was really okay. Never mind. That's oh, a I digress. I'm, I'm real heartbroken about that. <laughs> My passion for team sports. I know, just, Wally. <laughs> I was really you're upset about really that. <laughs> rooting rooting for those those Buffalo Bills. The buff, indeed, that was yeah. exactly what and I was going to say. That's what you're going to say. And you know, it's football, like American nah, football. I, I, have, <laughs> a, I have a, a you know something a about basic, this. <laughs> when I was getting wedgies and noogies, I could see the jerseys. You know. Anyway, so I thought, well, I, that's fine. I can miss the game. I don't really care that much. And and uh, so I thought, okay, fine. And then she says, oh, well, I'll send you the music. And I'm like, okay, fine. So, you know, a few hours later, a scan of the music comes. And, you know, it's a piece by Adam Schoenberg called Beginnings. Fine. Okay. Brooke Pearson has a piece. Fine. Uh, to Kelly's Apollo Unleashed uh, movement of that. Okay. A few notes to work on there. No big deal. Okay, fine. And Profanation from Symphony Number no. 1 by Leonard Bernstein arranged for wind ensemble by Frank Ben Crescuto. Oh, that's a little challenging. A lot of mixed meter stuff. Mm. The hardest part I can see is going to be counting the darn rests. So, you know, I spent some time listening to a recording and, you know, marking in some fingerings and some, you know, threes and twos for the that kind of stuff. Okay. Cool. Okay. That's going to be good. And then the last, and then there's piece by piece by Susan Labar, which is a gorgeous like transcription of a choral piece called grace before sleep. Lovely. So I have to play with a good tone and there's like some eighth notes in there. Okay, fine. I can handle that. And then the last piece is on soprano sax by Omar Thomas called Come Sunday. And this piece is really, 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 really fast and really, 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 really So hard. what you're telling me is this friend of yours, they didn't have COVID. They, they, they're like, sadly, they're I like, think they oh, do, but. <laughs> call Sue Fancher. Yeah, right. <clears throat> yeah. Maybe. I, I suspected that for a little bit, but then I talked to my friend, and yeah, sadly, I, I hope they're doing okay now. I hope they're all better now. But anyway, so then every every minute I had between then and the concert, I or be, before I had to go there, I, I spent try, trying my best to play that part, and I gave it my best shot, and I think I did okay, but wah! And so my, my, uh, my, Laughter at myself is rookie mistake. Always ask to see the music before you say well, yes. yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. And I just made this kind of, you know, assumption at band music. How hard can it be? And so they brought me back to this thing about amateur uh -huh. music making. You know, these people in this, this wind ensemble, you know, I think some of them are actually professional musicians and a lot of them are music teachers right. so they are professional musicians but a lot of them you know are amateur players or retired teachers and things like that but they're not taking any prisoners with this music so if you're out there as an amateur you know i don't even i i like that term personally some people take it as a put down but i i don't it because amateur means doing something for the love of it which yeah. honestly we all should do it doesn't mean that it has to be really low level music making no. these yeah. guys played great and uh i mean the temples were off the charts and it was i mean it was a thrill to play so i was really um, honored that they they trusted me to come in and do something like that and scared out of my wits for the second half of that concert. But but uh, so there's lots of amateur music music making that's not like it's not dumbed down by any right. stretch of the imagination and very rewarding. I love so there's a ton of people. I'd say the majority of people in these not a majority. I don't have the stats on this, but there's an enormous amount of people that have music degrees that then play in community ensembles because they got the music degree. Then they realize, oh, I have to make a living. 
And not all of us get to be full-time college professors, which right. means our job is somewhat tangential to the saxophone at best. Or but a lot of their, right. you know, physicians, real estate agents, attorneys, um, oh, you yeah. know, people that stay at home parent. I was a stay at home parent. And yeah. I'm like, you know, I was not a professional saxophonist when I was raising my kids. Right. Um, but I still played at a high level. Yeah. And well, so and a lot of band directors play in community right, bands because they want to. We have friends that do that. They're fantastic. Yeah. So, but what I love about that is when the ego is not wrapped up, I've also found those same kind of groups being very welcoming of the greener players. Yes. And so don't be intimidated either. Like the right. minute, as long as you go go up showing with attitude or trying to vibe as the jazz musicians say, which is so dumb. <laughs> I mean, but if you just show up and like, and it's immediately like, hear someone like, I love the way you play. Could, do you mind me asking? What, yeah. what equipment, like just be curious about them and you'll immediately make a best friend for life. Yeah, and if there's a stronger player in the section, that's a resource for you to add. Oh, so what's the alternate fingering for that, that for this passage? How, right. how would you play this? And I'm out of tune on this note. What do I do? You know, you can get advice and you get better from the people I, around so, you. So, yes, stretch. So there's this great quote by David Bowie. That, David Bowie. Yeah. Um, I'm a mess without my... No, it's not that quote. <laughs> Little China girl. It's, um, it's go out into the water just where your toes don't touch. That's about where you know you're about to do something exciting. Yeah, and I great. feel that way about when, as we're learning, we need to get outside our comfort zone. So if you are a greener player, try to it, maybe sit in, maybe just sub once. And I will say, as long as you show up and anytime I've seen anyone show up and be like, hey guys, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of rusty or I'm still learning. I'm so excited to be here and learn oh, from you guys. Yeah. They're going to be cool. But it's the people that show up and like, oh, hey guys, I'm using that mouthpiece. I have a Claude DeLong gold plate. You yeah. know, it's if you show up with that an attitude and you show a little humility, people are going to love you. Yeah, you don't want to show up with the attitude of, I'm here to show y'all how it's done. Right, or just <laughs> or, or being aloof or even nervous. Like, so I got along with the, some of the standoffish jazz players when I was learning jazz, even though I was a reasonably accomplished classical player, because I would go up and like, you sound so good. Show me how you did that. And, yeah. it would, and they're like, wait, you're not vibing me? No, I want to learn how you did that. <laughs> I, I, and I'm, I'm picking your brain, man. Right, and so it's immediately <laughs> like, oh, I'm not in combat with this person. They're my friend. Because here's the thing. If somebody plays you, you're not fooling anyone. They know that. Yeah. So like, don't, like, just take the ego out of it and go enjoy and learn, yeah. man. Yeah, I hope I was okay at that that gig I played the other day because no, I, I heard after the fact some people behind your back said you were very vibey. <laughs> well, I showed up pretty in my own head because I was kind of scared <laughs> out of my wits, and so I was. I said to the guy next to me, I, "I'm sorry, um, not to be more personable and chatty, but I'm trying to put in some cues here, and I'm like." Oh, this is going to be flying by the seat of my pants on this one. So, <laughs> but you know, I tried to be as friendly as I could, and I, I hope people understood that I was just really focused on. Oh man, because <laughs> I had these scans, and then I had to like transfer my fingerings and my marks for how to do the counting onto oh, these geez. original parts for some of the pieces because my scans were pretty low grade. I can't do ensemble playing uh, like that. Uh, it was scary. I um, it was great though. I I my anxiety. The only oh. times I've had panic attacks. <laughs> not, I mean, borderline full is on ensemble playing because I always do it out during the rests because mm. I don't have a great passion for wind ensemble um, music. <laughs> and so during the rest, sometimes I'll be in happy Wally land and then I'll like realize I don't know where I am. Now, if I goof up on stage by myself, don't care. Yeah, My ego is so unrelated to my playing level. I just have fun. I, I love what I'm doing yeah. and I hope my students get to something. But when I'm playing in an ensemble where there's like 80 people taking it very seriously, yeah, I get real nervous. Yeah, I feel bad for the conductor and I feel bad for the people right. around me Right, and the, that's up. when it like, yeah. if I get messed up, I'm, I'm ruining this thing for 80 other people. And right. then, so I started like, like my heart was racing in rest and went ensemble. Oh, playing yeah. a concerto? Isn't cool as funny? a cucumber. Yeah. I, I enjoy that. And it was yeah. like, because if I mess up, 
I, I don't care. I don't want to mess up, but like, yeah. you know, it's not that, but like when I feel like it's on the other, I don't mean to make anyone else nervous. I don't mean to like anyone else with anxiety get in their oh, head. Oh, no, but, but I can't I know what you believe, mean, yeah. But Evan, Evan uh, Feldman is the conductor of that ensemble. He's fantastic. And I was thinking, Evan wow. Feldman, the wrestler? I forgot the right name. Yeah, no, the I have conductor no over at UNZ. Okay. Okay. Oh, right. Anyway, anyway, I just was thinking about the conductor, you know, looking over and having, you know, the wrong person sitting there and knowing that that person had never played the pieces through with the ensemble. That's scary. I mean, there wasn't, there was a, a sound check where we ran through parts of some of the pieces. Oh, man. Right? So that Bernstein, we did like the first page and that was it. See, I And night- I've never played that before. I have, that's like literal nightmare fuel. <laughs> Fun, it but sounds... it, was, it was thrilling, but it was scary. Yeah. Okay. So maybe not that to get people <laughs> playing in public. Well, if you're a regular member of the group and right. get to go to all the rehearsals, but it's it's a good group. But you know, every church, if you're a singer, every almost every church has a church choir mm-hmm. that's that's amateur. Sometimes they have, sometimes they're a combination of professionals and amateurs. So if you sing, you go to it, you go to a church, find a church where you like the vibe and, you know, go talk to the the choir director or somebody in the choir and see, Hey, you know, are you accepting new members? You know, almost every reasonable sized town has some kind of a community band or they used to, that's becoming less common. But, right. But around here, a lot of them do. I mean, there's one in Greensboro. So what's it, the Piedmont wind on some symphony. Yeah, something like that. But so if you want to play in a big group, you know, but also look around and see if you can find, you have to put more effort into it once you're out of school. Well, it's not this like everybody's sitting around looking for things to I do. I think, yeah. Community. And I think um, getting together with some online, so start with online communities. Mm. There's a forum that I will say has gotten better. There's a very prominent saxophone forum, which they're persnickety people, but there's also people that are really willing to help. Can help connect you to uh, communities. Facebook groups. Yeah. Uh, the less anonymous, the better. Like if you're an actual yes. real person. Yeah. Um, and the online culture is changing. Ten years ago, the online saxophone forums were just like a cesspool of ego and meanness. Super nerdy, yeah. Well, not, e- not even nerdy, just, just all about me. It was like nerds lashing out. Ooh. Like, I'll get back at the world. How dare you? Not? Yeah. <laughs> and it's just, yeah, it was awful. But like, I'm finding it better. So like, I have a pretty big online community within my, my private studio. And if, if people have met, like I actually had two students Aww. meet in Rome, Italy. Uh, How one of, cool is One of that? Das Germans, my uh, German Oliver went in and went to Rome and they posted on our forum of them playing a duet in, in Italy. Sweet. And it just made my heart happy. So like starting yeah. online and finding people to play with. But that kind of leads us to, yeah. I'm going to make a, uh, a suggestion that I think if you want to get together and be a saxophonist and play in public, I think maybe the best outlet on planet Earth is the saxophone. I thought you were going to finish my sentence. I'm going to say it again. The saxophone. I'm holding up four fingers. She's still not getting it. I think the best outlet is playing with a saxophone. Quartet. Thank you so much for that, Sue. Which leads me to- I need coffee. A question from our our mailbag. Okay. So let's go ahead and- um, I don't know what the question is. So how would I know if it's apropos? (laughs) Because <laughs> right now I'm opening the letter. Okay. Address to um, um, to Dr. Wally and Dr. Sue. I think Saxon from Quartet is the David best. Chauvin. Yeah. Uh, title. Well, look at this. It's titled Starting a Saxophone Quartet. How yeah. do I know that? I just opened the envelope. See? I'm looking for a good online resource to begin building a saxophone quartet music library. Any suggestions? Are you aware of any public domain websites that will allow downloads that are affordable and or free? Oh boy. 
So first of all, I will say the one downside of the saxophone quartet. Okay, there's actually plenty of downsides depending who's in your quartet. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, that's true. We talked about that last time. (laughs) That like (laughs) someone like yeah, my wife is like never join another quartet because like you're just too opinionated. Yeah, you gotta get you gotta get together with three other people you really enjoy hanging out with. Right, and there's got to be mutual respect. There's got to be mutual respect. Like that was my problem. I've got to be able to say, hey, Wally. You might be a little sharp on that note, or am I flat? At least that, or hey, I think you're a little late, or am I early on that? You have to. By the way, she said all those things to me today when we were playing duets. I did not. And I just said, I'm sorry. <laughs> do you know who I am? <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Do, how many how many YouTube subscribers do you have, Susan Fancher, faculty Probably at Duke a, University? At least I don't know, sixty. <laughs> yeah. So I think I know if I'm in tune or not. No, I'm kidding. So yes, saxophone quartet. You were perfect. What, <laughs> You're very kind. One of the things that is a downside is a lot of the most common saxophone quartet pieces are very expensive. And they're not in public domain. Try your library, your local university library. Ooh, can you check it out? I uh, don't know. So hmm, we're going to think about that. Yeah, I don't know if you can like go into your public like Coweta County and like, I'd like to get the glass on a quator, please. Uh, look. I I don't know why they have that accent. Oh, but. goodness. There's got to be... So I know that there is some saxophone quartet repertoire. Um, and if you're looking for classical, that's one thing. If you're looking for jazz, there's some stuff that's pretty inexpensive. There's a, a Voxman collection, but it's two altos. So if you're two altos, tenor and barian, it's pretty easy. But uh, those you know, are... You know those uh, books I'm talking about? There's yes. Like, there's some, some collections. It's all right. I think... The two alto thing is okay, but yeah. I will say for most adults, I think it's cool to start because we can now get high quality sopranos yeah. for pretty there's inexpensive. A, there's a lot more repertoire for SATB and, and they're, oh gosh. There's in some, general, uh, not to, over, well, yeah. in, in general, obviously I'm generalizing because I said in general, you know, you want your kind of perhaps most experienced player on that, that lead. Soprano. Yeah. So, like, whoever's the most experienced, let them fight with the soprano and its uh, yeah. amazing intonation tendencies. So, yeah, they'll yeah they'll get that. Challenge. So, if you can, I really do recommend SATB, and I will do a review at some point. There is a pro. Jean Paul is now making a pro um, soprano saxophone. Yay! And um, it's really quite good, and it's less Not than two, ridiculously expensive. It's less than yeah. two thousand yeah, dollars. That's that's uh, great. New. Yeah. So you played it and you Yeah, you know, it's, it's beautiful. Yeah. So I mean I think great. I think yep. there's not a lot of reasons not to have one person because there's yeah. always that that doctor. You yeah. know what I mean? That like they yeah. could they could afford a soprano. Well, and there's some old um Bill Holcomb arrangements that are for two altos or like kind of jazz. Yeah, those are okay. Arrangements, those are okay. Um let me ask you this. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I think I will say I gave this a lot of thought before I just sprung this question yeah. on you. Yeah. I mean, I just opened the letter, so I was yeah, okay. you're just really quick. So I'm really quick. So there's not a lot of good free resources. You can't go to IMSLP no, and expect much of anything. It's not public domain. Which means no. I think in order if, for the saxophone craze to really hit big, we need to start commissioning some open. What, what do you call it? Um, com, oh, creative common licensing. Yeah, right. Um, saxophone quartet. So I call out to listeners: if you have a quartet composition or arrangement, I love a good transcription. Yeah, that you're cool with letting the world enjoy. Because let's frank it. Frank it. Let's be frank. Yeah. Let's be. Fr- Let's frank it. I like I'm that. Gonna, new term. Let's frank We're it here. Frank We're gonna it, frank it, man. Yeah. Uh, I love that. You're probably not gonna make any money off of it. So I know some anyway, people that. Yeah. I know some people that are like, oh, I have this transcription. I'm not just giving it away. I'm gonna sell it, and they make like thirty dollars. 
when like, for God's sakes, just give it away, Larry. And then people could play it. If people could play it. We can enjoy it as long as you're not ripping you off someone's sure, intellectual property. You have to make sure you have the rights to it. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. Or the yeah, public or domain. Yeah. yeah. Or yeah, yeah, compose yeah. your yeah, own totally. thing. Totally. But yeah. you also cannot do arrangements of someone else's. And this is. Like, what about something like Carol of the Bells? If you made it, that's a Christmas tune. It's really dun da da dun dun da da da. If you made an arrangement yeah. of that, isn't the original? You'd have to check and make sure the original is public domain. Didn't the, but the, the Trans Siberian Orchestra write that? <laughs> no, but they have a really great, <laughs> kidding, famous, kidding, kidding. famous recording yes. of it. But yeah, oh my gosh, that would be great if if somebody has something. Are you giving our listeners homework? I love it. No, well, yeah. sure, yeah, go check hey, it out. Let's frank but it. You good. guys need to do the work. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no, I really, but I think we, I think that's a great idea. So if you have something that is public domain that you've arranged or something that you've composed that you don't mind giving away for free, that would be great for saxophone so quartets to have. We already have a couple yeah. pieces in the free library. I've got a nice. movement of, uh, we've started very humbly here. Yeah. Um, but we've got Ginny Watson's Enveloped. Yeah. Um, which actually someone just did a recital this at Marietta Yay. College in somewhere in the Midwest. I just met the saxophone teacher. They're a super nice person. Yeah. One of his students played it with the bird song backing track. It was beautiful. So, so Paul, we've got- Paul Bro, who's at Indiana State, asked me um, if I would send the backing track that Mark made so his student could play it. So it's being played. It's being played and yeah. it's free. And it's free. Because of us. Yeah. Uh, and Jenny Watson, who agreed yeah. to like, yeah. Um, give it away. Yeah. Give, give it away. Yeah. So um, we're going to be reaching out to more composers. Jenny Watson's doing another- big project that the saxophone world is going to, yeah. I think, fall in love with That that's on the down low right yeah. now. But we need more saxophone quartet music like that. Yeah. So if you have an arrangement or you've got some finale chops and you want to actually help out the world um, and you're willing to just, and I will stick it up on the, the Academy server. I'm not getting paid for it. No, just yeah. give it to people to to download. Yeah. Um. Then let's do that. Let's start building, start a, library building a library. Because I will say it's, a, yeah. it's expensive and a lot of the stuff starts pretty difficult. Like what do yeah. you start the Dusk the, the Duke University Saxophone Quartet? What do you start your Dusk kids with? Well, there is a wonderful arrangement. I can't remember who did it of um, Bach's Little Fugue. That's a beautiful thing. There's a beautiful um, Marcel Mule transcription of Ave Verum by Mozart. Oh, yeah. Good for tuning. Um, you know the Florio, the mm. quartet by what, um, Carl Florio is beautiful. I mean, high school level players play that. Florio is beautiful. Yeah, I think that's kind of pricey. Is that is that a Leduc or a Schott or something like that? I think it's come down in price, but still, you know, if you if you have a quartet, if you get each member of the quartet to buy a piece, you can start out with four pieces. Maybe you can each come up with 40, 50 bucks and buy a piece each. You know, but yeah. It's an investment. I yeah. wonder if like, you know how like, because we're Americans, prescription drug prices are crazy, but if you go to Canada, they're cheap. I wonder if like we could just start another country and import bulk on that and then resell it to the students for cheaper. Mm. We'll look into that. We'll, we'll frank that. it. Yeah. yeah. But those are really lovely classical pieces. Um, Keith Young wrote, did a couple of um, jazz arrangements. Um, it might as well be spring and My Funny Valentine that are just spectacular arrangements. And he's got... He's got a couple other arrangements. His arrangements are great. Um, I think they're published through Ron Corey. I can't remember. Don't 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 quote me. I'm on quoting that. you. Oh, uh, nobody See, will have heard says me Ron Corp, That's not getting <laughs> edited would, out. I would just just go Google, you know, Keith Young saxophone quartet arrangements, and they'll yeah. they'll come up on. I usually go to sheetmusicplus.com to okay. to buy music, and if you just go there and look for saxophone quartets, of course, it's hard when you know two hundred things come up and you don't know which ones are good. And it's also hard that, like, if you're getting four, you know, 
greener players of different difficulties. You don't want to spend 80 bucks. Nope. And some of these quartets are 80, 100, 150 yeah, bucks. Some of them are really expensive. Are really expensive. You don't want to drop 100 bucks on a quartet and they realize like, oh, our tenor player is not yeah. quite ready for that. Yeah. And it's always the tenor player, if we're honest. <laughs> if we're honest. Yeah. yeah. Larry remembered his ligature this time, but uh, he, can't, he can't read the 16th Oh, notes. dear. So, yeah, I think... Yeah, having more access and also I think building a free library or at least transcriptions yeah. or original works would be great. So uh, um, if you have any resource, any any connection to somebody who's in academia, they can get um, they can get music through interlibrary loan from university libraries, which very often have large saxophone music collections. And then you can order it, try it and send it back, you know. You can't photocopy it legally. Why are you winking? Are you something in your eye? <laughs> something in I have some dust in my eye right now. Oh, yeah. What's going on? Yeah. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. That's true. So But actually you could try it and then you would know if you like it, you could order it then. That's what I think. And they that's do. totally yeah, yeah, that's absolutely. totally legal. Yes, yeah. and I, I'm completely for going to the library, making some photocopies and seeing like, can our group play this? Do right. we like it? And then if you like it, then please do buy it. Buy it. I always say if you're gonna perform a piece you should buy a copy of it and keep this yes. keep this you know industry afloat such that it is it's we definitely <laughs> we desperately need the dollars my darlings yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah. um what other quartets do you think are good places to start uh florio is fantastic Florio's transcriptions beautiful. are great get some bach yeah the little fugue by bach is gorgeous piece <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> I don't. I doubt I sing that in the right key. So well, someone will let you know. Someone will let you know. <laughs> oh, the internet, you gotta love it. Oh, speaking of like uh, someone like not knowing on the fly. So yeah, we were talking about Alfred uh, from Batman because we're talking about Alfred Dazenklo, oh, and yeah. I said, oh yeah, the butler doesn't have a last name. Our editor USM was ah, like, uh, does he know it? Yes, of course he and does. And he, he said he was quote screaming at the, oh, no. <laughs> the, the computers. Like, How do you guys not know that? Oh, uh, because we're stupid. <laughs> we're nerds. <laughs> That's well, not the right kind of nerds, apparently. But yeah. And I've already we forgotten. Have a it's, it's like penny you already worth, forgot. I love it's it. It's Pennyworth or Penny Ford <laughs> or something like that. So somebody else is screaming. He's screaming again at this now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I find nerd rage amusing. <laughs> Now we're doing it intentionally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, Bill Holcomb, I think it's Bill Holcomb has an arrangement of nice work if you can get it. Um, you know, those those two pieces that uh, um, Keith Young did. Oh, um, what about the Ragtime Suite by um, Frackenpole? Oh, Arthur Frackenpole. Yeah, that's, that's very charming. Fun. I mean, there's, so, there's yeah. so many things. There's a great arrangement of um, Bernstein's Candide. I can't remember the name of the arranger. da 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 Da, 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 da. It, that one's kind of kind of a little harder, but it's really really fun, and the yeah. audiences love it. It's a lot there, of fun. There is so much stuff. Yeah, I mean, and yeah. we'll, we'll put, make like a whole other section for jazz quartet. Yeah, um, which is tough because most jazz standards are still not public domain. There's some like you know honeysuckle right? rose, which means just because you do an arrangement oh, of it yeah. doesn't mean it's legal. Right. And so you absolutely but some cannot of that old sell stuff it. is starting to be. It yeah. is. But I also think writing contrafact, that's what I'm doing with my band, the Sonnets. We're writing contrafact duets to the standards because I'm not going to give away the lead sheets. Right. There's plenty of people that do it on YouTube. Right. They're breaking the law. I, you know, I'm just not going to do oh, that. Oh, no. Yeah. If it's not public domain yet, then no. Well, no. I mean, yep. just like, well, how do I teach the lead sheet if I don't give away the lead sheet? That's not Buy anyone's it. problem. Like, Isn't well, they're saying, the but like, they want to give it away to students on the internet um, um, as part of their. 
paid subscription oh, plans. And oh, it's, it's, just not, it's not legal. No, there's lots of books that you can buy to have. Right, which cheats. is why you yeah. can't do your own arrangement right. because that's it does not fall under uh, fair use. Right. No matter what someone tells you. Right. So uh, if you're going to arrange jazz things, you absolutely cannot sell it. Technically, you're not even supposed to. You're supposed to get permission to arrange it. But you yeah. could absolutely do it yourself and perform it. Um, now, what if probably won't get your butt sued so, off. What if something, let's see. Oh, what if it's something is public domain and you make an arrangement of it, you can give it away. That's all. You don't oh, yeah. have to ask permission or no, anything. No, no, nope, no, 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 no. Nope. Yeah, as long as, as, long as 70 years? I can't remember. Oh, I don't know. It changed. And there's there's point, a couple right? like exceptions and weird things. Oh, so like yeah, yeah okay. I don't touch it with a ten foot pole. So basically, yeah, anything from the 19th century is what I. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's, make sure, yeah, yeah, anything from back then. Which of course, jazz doesn't really help us there. No, so jazz and a lot is, of the really interesting classical music for saxophone quartet is more is more 20th century. So, right. Uh, so some people have gotten creative with so instead of doing like um, a Charlie Parker tune because they don't have the rights to right. to arrange the head, they will take part of the solo and use that as. For the composition. I mean, it, I don't think it's, uh, life's too yeah. short to delve into that gray area. You could make arguments that it's still someone else's intellectual property. Right. But in the jazz world, in general, a reasonable amount of transcription of the solo section is not seen the same way as words and music. Right. Uh, so it's kind of this oral tradition yeah. and learning from solos and stuff like that, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like can, you can quote somebody in your solo. As long as you pay them. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, Otherwise, oh, a lot of people. I, I think it was it was Lenny Tristano that was said um, people should start. Um, they need to start paying Charlie Parker. Saxophonists need to start paying Charlie Parker because they're just ripping them off wholesale. They're not like yeah. they're just taking his <laughs> lines and playing them. Yeah, and he's like he's just he needs to get royalties every time a saxophonist plays. Um, yeah. Well. Okay. <laughs> so I will yeah. uh, put a call out on the internet, and yeah. we will start building the library. And also, maybe we can. If you're a corporate sponsor. Um, oh. um, get in touch with us and then what I would love to do is to get a corporate sponsor to pay a composer to write a a open yeah. open free for the world composition so awesome. they get the commission that way um, and, get, and that's what Jenny Watson has agreed to do she's losing money compared to selling it but it's one of those things where like she's passionate about she wants to see the art form grow well yeah and it's great for her other music Right. To have her name out there. And also, I think she can get royalties. It's probably a penny. But, you know, if she gets a lot of performances. Yeah, you know, and, and could, streaming and things like that. And I think a lot of composers give their music away all the time with the hope that people right. will play but, it. But I do want to to reinforce that Ginny Watson is a composer. Uh, the Academy commissioned that. So yes, exactly. We still are. Yep. It's, yep. Look, it's never as much money as we wish we could afford. Right. But we are paying composers right. to Got do it. this kind yep. of stuff exactly. uh, and no, through no, that no, was through right. a corporate sponsorship that's right um that's so we'd right. love to do more so if you have any connections or you're um one of your parents is a billionaire let us know <laughs> and then we will pay composers to give music away for the world uh yeah I, meantime make the, a quartet with your local other yes, players yes make and, a quartet. and um holidays are a great time to get and, together and, and, and just get a therapist and, and work through some conflict resolution yeah. issues oh, i hope it doesn't ruin your friendships yeah it absolutely can ruin friendships it can. yeah so be yeah, careful yeah. <laughs> <laughs> caution but you can also okay. make friends well, and, exactly and sometimes people have gotten married to quartet members yep super weird if i'm honest it's very weird very weird i don't know how you <laughs> mark this is I mean, like, if, if one of you critiques the other playing while you're rehearsing, <laughs> is it, like, later that night, like, hey, what's for dinner? Whatever the hell you make <laughs> for yourself. Yeah, because I don't care what you say. I was not late on that 16th note. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Or they're like, why is there a blanket and pillow on the sofa? Intonation what? Yeah. Well, I don't know. Maybe the bed's a little out of tune, honey. Oh, dear. dear, I'm sure you and Mark navigate that very well. Well, we were married before we played in a quartet together. I know. Super weird. I know. Super weird. I've got one more um, thing I want to talk about. I was thinking about this. Um, Tonguing fast. Oh. Yes. Her eyes just glossed over. How about tonguing like fast, but also well and not too heavily. Okay. All and so that. then it got that yes. like it's all, it's <laughs> it's two huge things that need to happen: tongue surface and placement. Yeah. Maybe that's three things. I and then know. maintaining airstream. Yes. So how do you think about it? Because when I said like in jazz we tongue, but I want them to keep pushing the air even when the tongue is touching the reed. Yeah. So I say that creates a back pressure of air. If that makes sense. So you add the tongue to the reed and it feels like to well, me there's a back pressure. How not, do you think about it? It's not like you stop supporting from whatever you're supporting right, from. What happens to that air? Well, the air doesn't go anywhere, but the pressure is sure there. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, I did a little experimentation. Did you? I did. So, oh. and the reason was because oh, uh, I spent a little bit of time on YouTube because I'll post something on YouTube. Oh, yeah. And then I'll look. I'll look around see what's yeah, going on. They'll see like yeah. recommended videos for my videos. Oh, that's um, interesting, huh? Yeah. And I want to see, sometimes I'll, I'll log out and see like, all right, who's paying my money? Right. <laughs> who's, who's sponsoring? I don't always yeah. want to talk about it. Yeah, gold commemorative <laughs> coins from politicians that I don't see eye to eye with, you know, as like one example. Oh, dear. <laughs> yeah, I don't, not going there. Yeah, I get uh, ads. Sometimes I'm like, wow, what have I done to deserve that ad? Right. <laughs> and I'm like, Ooh, I better look back at what I'm thinking about. Right, 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 right. <laughs> um, but anyway, one of them was that old Sigurd Rasher uh, Busher promotional movie. Have you oh, seen that? No. Oh my gosh. So Busher. Oh my gosh, I'm B- out of it. Excuse me, Bisher. Okay. Uh, that's how the Busher players okay. pronounce it. So, all right, all right fine. Busher players, Bisher. <laughs> Um, made a movie with Sigurd Rasher, oh. and it's got like clips of him playing with like some. Oh, I forgot which radio orchestra in the in somewhere oh. in Scandinavian yeah. land, and he's playing beautifully. And also has Stockholm. like some, some some music educators like <laughs> gathered in this little like log cabin looking thing, asking him questions. Mister Rasher, how do you get such a beautiful saxophone? The saxophone tone is a result of, and he's he's just like, <laughs> and like at it. some point he brings out Karina, his daughter, oh. and it's so charming. But uh, one of the others is, Mr. Rasher, how do you get such a smooth staccato? Uh, you know, and he goes, it is something I get asked very often. But <laughs> in the way he describes it, so although my tongue is stopping the reed, the I don't know why. I, I'm doing the best Sigurd Rasher impression I, I can. It's hilarious. Keep yeah, going. Yeah. <laughs> it's a me, a Mario. I know it's sounding slightly at the time, but he's got this very stilted way of talking. And it and was an era too. It was right? an era. Yeah. It was like it was like a German doing an intercontinental American radio voice. Right. Remember how the Queen always spoke? No, because I'm not that old. Okay. How did how did she the Queen just always... recently died? I know, but I oh, okay. like oh. how did how well, did... you have you watched The Crown? Yeah. The no. Netflix show The Crown. You have to watch it. Okay. It's, I'll... it's kind of like this ish. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> but he says although my tongue <laughs> although although my tongue stops the read, the air continues to go through the mouthpiece, and it's like does that. True. And oh, so he's got this well. diagram, like in like 1950s, you know, like, and so hmm. it shows a picture of the diagram of the tongue stopping the reed, but the air still going through the mouthpiece. Okay. And I thought like, does that happen? So I got up my horn in my mouthpiece and I looked around, make sure no one was looking. Right. And I started talking <laughs> and I would just freeze and I realized there is a little bit of air. I suppose, yeah. Still going through. So, and that leads to another question that I forgot which student asked. Um, 
the tongue is not stopping, is not plugging the gap between the reed and the mouthpiece. No, you would be hitting it way too hard. Right. If you're completely close. Or your up tongue is, is too far up. No, so when we it's touch just the reed, interrupting, yeah. Yeah, the air is still, there's still some. Now, just given mm. the position of your tongue as it moves up, there's not as much air going through. Right. But there's still air going in the mouthpiece. And so that right. really kind of, I was like, well, Siggy was right. Um, yeah, he's right about a lot of he stuff. Was, <laughs> he was, <laughs> yes. Yes, uh, Tim right? McAllister, uh, when I was talking to him, he said, you know, Sigurd Rescher had it right. This is he a yep. four-octave plus instrument, you yep. know, and all the naysayers, they lost. Yep. N- no offense, Marcel. Yeah. Um, but, it, and so it really got me thinking, like, so I don't think of a back pressure anymore. I think of air continuing through the mouthpiece. It doesn't feel like much, but you can almost yeah. hear, like, a little whistle noise as it's, happening, even when the tongue is touching the reed. So the reed's not vibrating, so the air is still it. going through. Well, and that's, so, we feel this pressure still. Right, when we're, when like we're still tonguing. pushing air. It's just, and we're not supposed to tongue so hard. You're not going to tongue fast if you're really going ta, ta, ta. I know. Just, I was thinking like a, like a windsock. My yeah. tongue is like a wind. I'm going to write my book. My tongue yeah. is like a windsock by Wally Wallace. My that tongue is like is a windsock flapping in the wind. Back good. and forth and to and fro, it <laughs> flaps, Yeah. I, that's all I got. Did you just make that up? I did, but I'm reading yeah. a lot of children's books. My, oh. my daughter's in first grade, so she's learning to read. So she's reading to me every night, which yeah. is just magical. Which is why uh. I don't gig or do anything because, like, it's got to be better than snuggle reading time. Oh, and there's yeah. no gig that's better than snuggle yeah. reading time. But um, yeah, I think like the windsock, like the wind, I, the wind yeah. is not making your tongue flap. That's not how it works. But that's the no. visual in my head. Yeah. And so whenever the nerd's like, well, technically, I don't care. I teach yeah. and think via an analogy. Like, yeah, and I think what you think you're doing and what you're really doing may not be the same thing. And what's more important is what you think you're doing. Right. It feels like it's you're the doing. result. Yeah. So when someone says, well, you know, if I say push the air faster when you're playing uh, Altissimo, they say, well, tactically, there are some studies done. Like, look, that's, that's- pedantry. <laughs> that's being pedantic. I'm interested in pedagogy. Pedantry is interested in being technically right. right. Pedagogy is interested in the result. Right. I want to be a pedagogue, not a pedant. So if right. we say, you know, I had a golf teacher says, pretend you're like uh, you're holding a baby bird as your golf grip. Yeah. Well, technically, there's no baby bird in there. Yeah, we get it, Larry. Yeah. We got it. <laughs> okay. It's, it's an analogy. It's <laughs> no, a, you know, none. we speak metaphorically and it's it's pedagogy. It's after right. the result, not right. technically what's happening. Well, and sometimes you use this analogy of like trying to feel like you're blowing through a straw to kind of yes. focus the embouchure here. Well, actually, in the center through scientific <laughs> measurement, we found the airstream doesn't get more narrow as you go higher in range because we did some endoscopic camera. Like, it's the result, Larry. Yeah, right. Yeah, it feels like this and try feeling like this. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, uh, trying to, yeah, yeah. this one was like, well, so-and-so who did the research is like, have you ever heard that person play this? Like, okay, no, 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 no. Oh, uh, okay. I'm going to start with, there's, but you've said before on the on the podcast, I think about um, when we're when we're tonguing to try to tongue as lightly as possible. What's the smallest amount? Minimum of viable the, the, contact surface. Yes. Yes. I love that. MVCS. <laughs> Minimum viable contact surface is how you tongue quickly. Yeah. And the reason we're talking about this, I, I do get questions quite all often the time about yeah. this, and yeah. so it's finding that sweet spot of what's the least amount of touching only the tip. We don't want to touch. Yeah. Now it's. Also interesting is someone posted on the uh, Creston Posting Facebook group, which I don't think you have any idea what it is, do nope. you? Creston Posting? Nope. Okay, I won't go into what memeing. Okay, we time. won't get into memeing right now. Okay. But uh, <laughs> anyway, but they, I do know they, they had this great picture, <laughs> uh, well, horrific picture of like an old saxophone instructional book. It had the person tonguing where the tongue was going like 
up underneath and hitting the reed like, uh, a, like an inch behind the tip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was no. like, oh, God. Yeah, no, don't do ain't, that. Ain't nobody know that. <laughs> yeah, so touching just the tip of the reed with the minimum viable contact yes, surface of the tongue. Yeah. And then lots of air. Yeah. So I Do you ever have students like first play a, a tongued passage completely legato to uh, and then to try adding the tongue in to make mm-hmm. sure the air and the throat position or whatever, yes. back of the tongue position, whatever, stay the same? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So the other thing I have, a really effective exercise I found is, you ever seen that Calvin and Hobbes where uh, Calvin asked his dad, dad, how do they know the weight, like they're on a family trip and they're driving yeah. over a bridge, this is weight limit, you know, oh, uh, yeah. th- uh, 30 tons However or whatever. Tons, yeah. yeah, and he said, dad, how do they figure out the weight limit of a bridge? He's like, well, Calvin, they drive bigger, bigger <laughs> trucks over the bridge until it breaks and then they rebuild it and they know. <laughs> so I kind of do that with... <laughs> I love that. It seems slightly inefficient, but you know. Yeah. So in saxophone tongue, what I do is I have them tongue lighter and lighter and lighter, less, less, and less, until it no longer makes contact. And And you don't hear anything. That's the breaking of the bridge. All right. Now we go slightly back. It's a little tickle. It's That's little, great. Little, little, yeah. Little, little. Yeah. yeah. And so I do that. And I find what's that minimum viable thing. And then practice on one note. I like, I, lo- I love I love, let's frank it here. I love <laughs> F with octave key. It feels like a very comfortable resistance. Oh, yeah. It's a lovely tone. Yeah. It's a strong overtone in the full tube. Oh, good. Um, good to on know. On my Bisher saxophone. <laughs> um, and so I love that note. And then what I'll have my students do is stop and start the note. Just take their tongue on yeah. and off without changing the air. So they just blow. Yeah. Let's do a little ASMR um, session here. I'm going to blow in the microphone. Now I add a room in my tongue without changing the air. Yeah. No, I'm still pushing the air. Yes, yeah, so like, you feel that. Yeah, my tummy's not changing. You might the call air, it back pressure. That might be a naughty word. That. I don't know, but it feels like that when I. Yep, it, that's me. not a yeah. naughty word. Okay. I don't know what's in your internet search history, no, but I don't, I, don't, know. I don't think it is. <laughs> well, maybe somebody wrote. Well, technically. <laughs> well, actually, <laughs> the back pressure is actually a negative void of diaphragmatic. Like, yeah. yeah, shut up, shut yeah. up, Larry. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I find that adding and removing with the least amount of possible. There's probably somebody out there who's a really, really nice person whose name is Larry that's getting hurt feelings oh, every no, time I have, you say that. I, I always hope there's someone. Yeah. Oh, okay. And I, use, I use Jared as a punching bat a lot. Okay. And then I realized <laughs> I have a friend named Jared Newland. I was like, <laughs> I want to make sure it's absolutely not that Jared who I played in a quartet with who is a lovely, talented, marvelous human being. Wonderful. It's always I'm glad a, we cleared the air there. It's a different Jared okay. that I would say. All right, Jared. <laughs> okay. Jared is young, Larry is old. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. That's great. And, and with that, I think we've imparted all the knowledge we need to this week. <laughs> no, so we're going to be gone next week. We're going to be gone next week because it's a holiday. It's a holiday. Where yeah. are you going? I'm going to go to Stockholm, actually. I know. Your life is so much more interesting well, than mine. I just, I don't know. I guess I just didn't go anywhere for two or three years. And so I'm, I'm just like so eager to travel and I haven't seen these friends in years and years and years. Friends in the Rolling Phone sex. Are, are you just going or is Mark going with you? Mark is going and our kid Ash is going okay. too. So all three of us are going to go to Stockholm because we're looking at a study abroad program in Stockholm that our kid is in. Or for Ash. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, and I'm going to see the Rolling Phones and I'm going to get together with an old friend, Mark also, whose name is Mika, who is a Finnish Swedish guy who is a jazz pianist, wonderful, fantastic musician. We're I'm gonna just, get, have I'm lunch. Chartreuse with and envy. I'm gonna um, have a coffee um, with Anders Paulsen, who is a very famous and phenomenal Swedish soprano saxophonist. Does a lot of work with choirs and with organ and church concerts. So I'm gonna actually get to see him in person and talk stuff about maybe trying to get him over to the states and do some playing together. So I'm excited, but mostly I'm just excited to go. 
just to Stockholm, just go travel. It's going to be about high in a 40 degrees Fahrenheit and raining all week. So the weather is going to be awful, but I don't care because it's going to be beautiful to be there. And yeah. That sounds I'm amazing. I will hope you have a wonderful trip. Fly Thank safe. You. Thank yeah. you. Do my best. Uh, I'll be in uh, rural Georgia. Nice. With in-laws. Awesome. Yeah. Have a great week, everyone. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> we'll Happy still Thanksgiving. See but go practice I'm anyways in between cooking all that yeah. stuff. Go, go practice. practice. Bye, guys. Happy holidays. Happy holidays.